And so the Lord passed in front of Moses. Moses? Yes, Lord? I want you to bring my law unto the people. Okay, how? Just take notes. All I have is stones. No paper? What, you didn't think I would say something important? Sorry. Okay, I'll loan you a chisel. Ready? Yes. First commandment. Commandment. Do not kill. Kill. Don't. Don't kill. You will not kill. Okay, do not kill unless... No, no, not unless. Don't. Thou shalt not kill, okay? Thou shalt... Not... Thou shalt not kill. Got it? Yes. What's next? Don't steal. Never? Don't do it. What if I want to start a society based on capital? Can't I exploit the proletariat? Thou shalt not steal or kill. Those are the big ones. Don't do it. This is going to be a hard sell, Lord. And so Moses and his people wandered through the desert. And after 40 years of wandering through the desert, finally figured out where the land of Canaan was. We have obeyed your laws, and we have finally found Canaan. So what do we do now? Kill the peoples of Canaan. Excuse me? Kill the peoples of Canaan and take all their stuff. Kill them? Yes. And take their stuff? They won't need it. But you said... I said, I said. That was 40 years ago. But Lord, the people will say it was a contradiction. What are we, five books in? No, this is actually the first book. You see? I'm just getting started. KPTZ begrudgingly invites you to experience the death of comedy. recent transplant, shall we say, to Port Townsend. I visited here uh, one summer a couple of years ago, and I I just decided to look for a house. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's how a lot of people get here, Dean. Dean, welcome to our community. Oh, thank you. Our little Victorian community. It's beautiful, the architecture and pretty things. It is just lovely, isn't it? Yes. I like to think of it as um, the little town that time forgot. What? That should be on a t-shirt. That's Maybe amazing. we should make some t-shirts. Yes. And bumper stickers. We'll sell them at the farmer's market uptown. Have you been uptown yet? Oh, yes. And how do you like the Victorian architecture there, Dean? It's so old. It is. And, and pretty. And they have such big windows. <laughs> you know, Dean, you just crack me up. Huh. Uh, have you been on Gallery Walk yet, Dean? Yes, and what did you think? I thought there's so many pretty things made by locals because the locals are all artists here. Yeah, it is a, quite a little arts community that we have here in Port Townsend. So, Dean, tell us about yourself. Where do you come from? I come from down south uh, oh. 
Yeah. Yeah, I note a bit of an accent. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I come from uh, southern Wisconsin. Ah, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty far south. Yeah. Uh, almost down to Illinois. Really? Yes. What's it like over there? It's cold. It's very cold. And uh, Ooh, burr. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting uh, cold just thinking about it. So tell us more about um, what brought you to this lovely Victorian community. Well, I heard they build boats here. Oh, well, you heard right. Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I've decided I'm going to build a boat. Really? Wow, that is fantastic and so very interesting, Dean. Thank you. I think so. So where do you start? Well, they have uh, carpentry classes at Fort Warden. Oh, I figured I'd learn how to work with wood. Wow. Because boats are made of wood. Are they? Yes. But wood that floats. Yeah. Well, we do have the annual Wooden Boat Festival. Are you familiar with this festival? No. Wow, Dean, you are in for a treat. It just happened just a few weeks ago, so you'll have to wait. Oh, no. Another year. A year? I know. Oh, Oh, man. Uh, But, um, you know, perhaps by that time, you'll have learned enough from your little class at beautiful Fort Warden that you'll be ready to really kind of build a boat. Right, yeah. Maybe your boat will be in the Wooden Boat Festival. Wouldn't that be a treat? That would be amazing. What I love the most about it is how diverse our little town is. Yes. I mean, there are people ranging from their mid-60s uh, all the way up to late their 60s. late 60s, yeah. right? There's also some folks I've met who are not yet 60. Whoa. Right. And what's interesting is if you look at the statistical data, where do you put them? I mean, are they a baby boomer? You know, were they, were they a baby, you know, and I, I, th- I find that so remarkable. Yeah. And we live in such harmony. We do. You know, we there's do. no conflict or insurrections. What's so interesting to me, Dean, is how so many people who are so different can live together and um, share a culture and really bring, you know, because I've met people like you mm. who are from uh, the South Yes. Southern Wisconsin. Yes. Um, who are, you know, um, you know, you're, you're very, you're out there in listening land. You can't see this, but I'm, I'm looking at Dean and he's got kind of like a, um, a slightly, uh, more rose colored, um, uh, um, white. Uh, whereas Dean, you could probably observe I'm more of a lily white uh, yes, skin you're, tone. You're very right? pale. But another thing too, that I learned at a recent gallery walk is that there are people here, uh, they, they like Neil Young, of course, but there are other people here who are, are so diverse. They, they love artists like Joan Baez and um, Bob Dylan. And I, I even know of some people who are um, uh, quite partial to Joni Mitchell. And I'm wondering, Ooh. you know, uh, and, uh, you know, I haven't met any Van Morrison fans yet. Boy, but he's, I, he's very controversial. Yeah, he I is, think, yeah. yeah. And I bet that someday, I'm, I'm open to the possibility of someday ha- welcoming somebody into our community who is a fan of Van Morrison. Um, not just, you know, the, the diverse uh, music options that I just mentioned. Uh, well, you know, I, I think this is an accepting community. I mean, the person, we might have a little trouble at first. There might be meetings. Mm, uh, yeah. 
HOA type yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, certainly, the, you know, we can't expect everybody to get on board uh, no. for mm-hmm. something as radical as that. But, uh, but I think you know, over time, you know, like uh, next, uh, maybe you know, maybe if not now, like fifteen, twenty years from now, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, there may be some exception. That's what I love so much about our little community is there's so much outside the box thinking. Mm. Um, you know, you can come on to, uh, our little local radio station, KPTC, for instance, and you can say just basically whatever comes to mind, yeah. you know, you can make jokes about, um, <laughs> the, you know, getting some, uh, overripe tomatoes at oh, the yeah. farmer's market. Oh my God. Or even, I haven't um, heard that one. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Why would uh, you tell that one? But, uh, but also, um, you know, maybe uh, different farmers markets. Like, it, if I were to go to the Wednesday farmers market, and then somebody saw me there, and we looked at each other, and we said, "Oh shoot!" You know? I saw you Sunday. Yeah. We saw, oh, what? but did you go to the Saturday one this week? Oh, neither did I. Oh, don't tell. Don't oh, tell Mitchell.
There you go, sir. That's 3P, if you'll be so kind. I thought it was 2P. Not anymore. Well, I only got two. Three pence to use the loo. I see. Sorry. My boss is quite the stickler. I understand. I knew you would, sir. As did I. I'll be right back. I've only got 2P. Well, go on in. We don't got all day. Well, it costs 3P. Then pay the man. I have 2P. That's why we're here, isn't it? I'd like to pee. Then go. I only have 2P. So, there's the loo. What's the problem? The problem is, I need a pee. Well, there's the loo. Okay, let me explain. I wish you wouldn't. You don't seem to understand. I really do. I'd like to go to the loo, but I only have 2P. Well, you don't have to take a poo every time. Who takes a poo every time? I just have to pee. You made that quite clear. No, I haven't. You think I'm dense? No, it just... Look, it costs three pence to get in, right? So? I only have 2p. You shopping for a bargain at the loo? The price is fine. Then pay! I need a pee before I go in. You need a pee before you get in? Yes. Do you want to get us arrested, mate? I'm actively trying to avoid that. You're not thinking clearly. I'm just trying to get into the loo. So get in. It isn't tough. It is if you have 2P. Look, you can pay the man or wait for a poo if you like. I don't care. I really don't want to wait. Why the hell are you bringing me into it? I've told you I need a pee. You're starting to piss me off. That's not my intention. You think that you can drag people into your nonsense, condescend, talk in circles, repeating the same simple phrase over and over and not piss them off? No, you're right. I'm sorry. Let's just forget about the whole thing. I wish I could. But now you've got me thinking about the loo so long, I feel I need a poo. Really? Yeah. Well, go ahead then. How much is it? 3p. Can I have 2p? What? Can I have 2p? I only have 1p. Don't you have 2p? Well, not anymore. Sooner or later, everything dies. Cars die. Opera singers die. Roosters die. Conversations die. Do you know the cool thing about Hitler? Even comedy dies. The death of comedy on KPTZ. We're killing it. This, this next, next sketch, sketch was, was recorded, recorded in, in underground, underground sound. sound. Recorded in a garage. We at the Death of Comedy are sensitive to the problems that plague our troubled world. We've talked about them quite a bit in over several weeks of heated but productive discussions. We've come to the mutual conclusion that the biggest problem in this world is conflict. That's right. We're a divided world where everyone is picking sides, slurring insults, and hurling bombs. Israel versus Palestine, Republican versus Democrat, progressivism versus fundamentalism. Everybody is heated, and people want to kill one another over differences in opinion and approaches to very real problems which affect all of us. Obviously, our approach to conflict is flawed and dysfunctional. So if we can agree that the problems the world face are real, let's settle the conflict. 
so that we can really deal with the problems themselves in a way in which most people will benefit. And the best way to deal with it is through effective conflict management. Conflict management. I think we're in agreement there. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. And we have decided to dedicate this segment to advocacy and the creation of awareness surrounding the Silverstein approach to conflict management, Uh, a new approach, which I think you'll be hearing a lot more about in the days to come. Uh, There's no other... Sorry, uh, the the Silverstein approach? Yes, we talked about this. (laughs) Yes, we did. But in the end, uh, we agree that the best approach uh, for conflict management is uh, uh, the Rankle system. Well, we did discuss the Rankle system exhaustively, yes. Uh, yes, and apparently uh, you weren't listening very carefully. <laughs> oh, I, I beg your pardon, but I was listening. You were? Yes, I was. I don't know what you were doing, but I was listening. Well, you, you see, that, that, that sort of statement uh, would, would not have been allowed in the Rankle system. Well, that's because the Rankle system is hopelessly regimented. Well, <laughs> at least it's a system. The Silverstein approach. Now, that's a complete model. A highly theoretical model that has failed time and time again. <laughs> well, if you did your research, you would realize the Silverstein approach has never been faithfully implemented. That's because uh, there, there is no application for it in the real world. And the Rankle system does have an application in the real world? The cynical underpinnings of the Silverstein approach are disturbing, and uh, they do nothing but prove how gullible people can be. And the Rankle system is so condescending, and the people who follow it are such arrogant cretins that I would rather die than pursue peace through its methods. And it is the fanatical adherence to the unproven doctrine of the Silverstein approach which make it terrifying. I would expect that sort of irresponsible, fear-mongering representation of the Silverstein approach from a militant proselyte of the Rankle system. Only an ignorant twit would refer to the follower of the Rankle system as a militant proselyte. Do you even know what a militant proselyte is? That is beside the point. Imbecile. Excuse me? What? Did you just call me an imbecile, you moron? Moron! I should give you a simpler word because you're such a moron! Take that back. Why? Because if you don't, I'll... What? I'll just... What? What are you going to do? Ah! I'll punch you in the mouth! Punch me in the mouth? That's right. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Why? Because if you punch me in the mouth, I'll... I'll... That's what I thought! I'll... I'll... Pow! 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 I would hit you like twelve times in a time! I'll shoot you in the face! You'll shoot me in the face? That's right! You're going to shoot me in the face? Yeah, and what are you going to do about it, huh? If I shoot you in the face, you won't be laughing then, will you? That'll never happen. Why? You shot me! Yeah! I guess that means I win! Said the guy who just got shot. Obviously your model is flawed. I don't think so. You failed. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And why would you say that? You shot me. What other conclusion can you draw? Well, obviously, followers of the Rankle system and adherence to the Silverstein approach are, 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 are not meant to live together. I disagree.
That's better. Got to know her, biblically. Oh, you took her to church. You bet I did. So, what denomination is she? What? Sorry, I couldn't think of anything else to ask. I, I don't think you get what I'm saying. Maybe not. We uh, did the pants dance. At church? No! We did the deed. What deed? Do you know what a euphemism is? A what? A euphemism is a polite way to say what you've done without actually saying what you've done. Like what? I hit a home run. We got busy. Oh. We did two-person push-ups. Hmm. Rolled in the hay. Knocked boots. Swept the chimney. Jeez. Buried the bone. Dropped the hammer. Okay. Shucked the oyster. Stuffed the taco. Really? Did the bed boogie. Buried the weasel. Jeez. Burped the worm. Bumped uglies. Did the horizontal hula. Engaged in gland-to-gland -gland combat. Wow. Yeah. Now that's a busy date. No, 
It's a date where we got busy. What? We had sex. Oh. Yes. The pants dance. I get it. <laughs> yes. Bed bed boogie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See? They're euphemisms. Oh, yeah. You mean to tell me you haven't heard of euphemisms before? No. How is that possible? I mean, they're everywhere, right? I mean, you're how old? And all your life, people all around you have been using them all the time, and you haven't caught on to them once? I mean, how do you not know what a euphemism is? Well, I do now. Well, good. And listen up, because I'll tell you, they are everywhere. Okay. Anyway, I gotta go. Well, what are you doing now? I have to go to the pound. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to pick up a puppy. I'm giving it to Mom. I bet you are. What? You don't have to tell me twice. No, no, you, you don't. You don't get what I'm saying. Oh, I think I do. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. When I say I'm giving it to mommy, I mean I'm giving it to mommy. I hear you. No, no, you, no, you don't. Uh, I'm going to the pound to get a puppy, and I'm giving it to mommy. To mommy? Yes, to my mother, my biological mother. Oh. You get it? Your real mother? Yes. That's disgusting. All right, well, that was our show. You've been listening to the Death of Comedy's first ever clip show, which is the favorite sketches of ours, as well as some things that were left on the cutting room floor from our first year and a half of production. Yep. Music from our first sketch, The Ten Commandments, was borrowed from the Elmer Bernstein score of the 1956 movie of the same title. Korn's cover of Faith No More As We Care A Lot is from the 19... <laughs> 1916. Korn, see? It's Korn! It's from the Midwest, of course. It's gone viral, the Korn! Korn's cover of Faith No More's We Care A Lot is from the 2016 compilation album Decades of Destruction, produced by Metal Hammer. LL Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out was covered here by the Five Finger Death Punch featuring Tech 9 from The Wrong Side of Heaven and The Righteous Side of Hell, Volume 1. All right, well, we'd like to also thank the usual people. Ah, uh, yeah, we really thank the usual folks, Larry Stein, TJ, and Lynn, and the unusual folks, are uh, our support network, our comedy death squad, people who've supported us with loyal listenership, words of encouragement, and or sharing our posts on social media. These include Sarah Elizabeth Chapman, Maggie Bulkley, Daniel Fredrickson, Robin Castles, David Faber, Paul Rice, Brian Vart, Jen Grimsdaughter, Ariel Spesser, Mary Ashley Medeiros, Frank Euro, Mel Edwards, and Liz Cochran. Look for us each month or stream some of our older programs from www.thedeathofcomedy.podbean.com and also look for us on Facebook. This has been The Death of Comedy. We're killing it.